Welcome to the Video Made Simple podcast where we help take the mystery out of video and break through the monotony of day-to-day communication for marketers, entrepreneurs and clients. Watch and listen to the world's best video strategists, business leaders and communication experts to supercharge the way you sell, market and teach. How would the world change if you were an exceptional communicator? You said it the way you said it because that's the way it needed to be said in the moment. Open your mind to the potential of video. It's all about showing rather than telling people. The whole idea was to create bingeable content. This guy actually made me a video. He took the time. That's probably the type of support and care I'm going to get when I'm paying these people a lot of money for their product. And lead your business into a world of modern communication. You don't have to spend millions of dollars. It's Spielberg production to get an outcome. Within 24 hours of opening that email, we could tell they are watching that full 20 minutes. And video is the most powerful tool for convincing and converting. So we are in the driver's seat. With practical tips that will help you become a better video marketer. This is the Video Made Simple podcast. Hello, video marketing professionals. Welcome to the Video Made Simple podcast that takes the mystery out of video production and provides business leaders support to help them break through the monotony of day-to-day communication. And I am your host, Chris Schwager. Today, our guest is Jason Fair from Scottsdale, Arizona. He's the VP of Digital Strategy at DigiVid Bio, which helps life science, biotech, and medical device companies grow and improves the lives of patients. He leverages data-driven advertising and video strategies for campaigns, niching to healthcare professionals, researchers, and scientists. Jason is going to help us learn more about healthcare video marketing and trends. So here's our chat with Jason Fair. What is the role at Digivid Bio? Yeah, thanks for having me, Chris. Excited to be here with you today. But yeah, so I'm at Digivid Bio 360. We're a digital video marketing agency. I'm the VP of strategy. Uh, our niche is working with a lot of healthcare, life science, biotech clients and driving results for them either on the digital marketing side of things or the video side of things. Very nice. Why focus on biotechnology and the diagnostic industry? That's been my passion for the last eight years. And it's so rewarding to be able to work in an industry like this because, you know, when you can actually make a difference in a potential person's lives through healthcare marketing, it really makes that type of marketing and video that much more impactful as you can imagine. And we've carved out a lot of different strategies. We've executed these strategies at the highest level. So we're driving some really great results for our clients in this space. And that's another reason uh, we've kind of carved our, our niche out here with healthcare. What's changed the way healthcare companies or professionals communicate with their audience? in the last couple of years? Yeah, it's the pandemic really wrecked havoc on the healthcare industry, as you can imagine. And several things, one, obviously on the patient side of things where they can go in and see the doctor. So obviously telemedicine uh, came through in a big way during the pandemic and it's still obviously coming through with patient, better patient care. Uh, The other thing too, which it was a, a real switch for our clients and it had been going on for a while in the industry, but you know, with clients that have a large sales team, like getting access to these physicians, you just couldn't go into the practice anymore. You couldn't go into that hospital. Obviously it was limited with with COVID happening. So how do you switch? How do you do something a little bit different? So uh, we were doing some trainings when it came to like personalized video, reaching out to healthcare professionals that way to still to try to develop that relationship 
versus just a cold email. And so we did some training courses, got a lot of our clients up to speed on their large sales team and how they can leverage the power of personalized videos. Very nice, man. And I guess, how do they leverage it? And, you know, like, how does it help the healthcare industry in general, but mainly more specifically your clients? It helps them book more meetings, one, and that's a huge success for our clients. So rather than just sending a, you know, a cold email, text-based email, if you can help personalize it and that physician opens it and sees, you know, that's that salesperson talking about, you know, their solution, helping patients better outcomes, you develop that relationship and they're more willing to take on, you know, another meeting to learn more about your solution. So it's a great way to develop more of that human to human connection and at least get that physician much more information about your solution. Because in the healthcare industry, technology is changing, um, the way the diagnostic space is now too, everything's evolving. And if those healthcare professionals aren't up to speed on a lot of these new things that are out there, right? And these new things are helping patients, you know, live longer lives, happier lives. So if they're not getting that information in front of them, right, it's not um, going to better patient outcomes. So it's pretty critical that they get a lot of that information in front of them. Well, for people that are new to the show, can you drill down to a specific example of how you mentioned earlier about video and email? How specifically could you just walk somebody through, I guess, a scenario of uh, what of what, you know, video and email is would be and what sort of outcome it's trying to achieve. Absolutely. So there's a couple different technology partners that are out there today that you can do a personalized video. It's really as simple as now as just using your phone to record that. You can obviously use a webcam too. Uh, either way, uh, one of the platforms which you've probably heard of is Vidyard. There's a couple other ones out there too. It's a fairly inexpensive solution. Uh, most of the sellers, it's pretty easy. Uh, to be able to record this personalized video. And typically when you're reaching out, uh, it's something where you're just recording, maybe it's a 30 second or 60 second quick snapshot of an intro email. Like, hey, Dr. Smith, uh, I understand you're going to this conference in a few months. Uh, my team and I do X, Y, and Z. Would love to sync up while you're there. And that's really all it needs to be. Very short, very succinct, very sweet to the point, right? And then obviously... With the technology like Vidyard, uh, you can actually, it creates a thumbnail image. And so you can put that thumbnail image inside the email. So when someone gets the email and it says video in the subject line, and then they see that there, there's a person that's reached out to me with this personalized video, so they can click on that thumbnail. And the cool thing about Vidyard is once you click on it, you go to a personalized like landing page that has that video on there only. So really the call to action, if I'm a healthcare professional trying to watch this video, Really, that's the only thing that they need to click on is to watch that video. It's not like this huge website, microsite. Really, the goal of that is to watch that video. And the other cool thing about it, if I'm a salesperson, I can actually get metrics on the back end to know which of these doctors I'm reaching out to for this conference as that example coming up. Hey, you know, I sent out 20 personalized emails with this video and hey, it looks like five of them, you know, open the email they watch the video. And so with like a tool like Vidyard, and there's other ones out there as well, you can actually see which one's watching it and then follow up. Obviously, if I'm a salesperson, I'm gonna follow up with the people that actually watch the video. So then that way, you're using the power of video, you're using the power of data to understand who watched it, and then hopefully you're you know, um, 
speeding up your sales process to get that right prospect uh, at that conference. And how do you find the success tactic of doing that for healthcare professionals versus other industries? Because I would imagine it'd be fairly aggressive in terms of, uh, you know, a arguably low success tactic just through the nature of, you know, these guys not opening their emails and not caring as much as others, I'm assuming. But do you have any kind of information on that? Yeah, I mean, healthcare professionals, it's pretty amazing. We get this question a lot. And just like you and me, uh, doctors are humans too. So they actually go to Facebook, they go to YouTube. Um, obviously, they do a lot of research as well. But they definitely are open to looking at their they email, they look at their emails quite frequently. But this this tactic can be leveraged across many industries, right? I mean, obviously, we're just talking healthcare, but it can definitely be leveraged across, you know, multiple different industries. Uh, and most industries have been affected by the pandemic. And most people nowadays feel like, you know, booking a meeting with a salesperson if they don't know what they are offering or what solution they're offering is kind of an icky thing. And so if you can help develop that relationship, build that human to human connection through like a power of a personalized video, it's a great way to at least nurture that prospect a little bit better than just sending, you know, a cold email out to them. Okay. So let's move on to how you help clients reach their target audience. Video and email is one of them. What are the main top sort of ways that you you help them yeah absolutely chris and a couple different ways that we do it one is creating amazing video content for the buyer's journey so a lot of times uh it is a complex solution that our clients are proposing to prospects and so if you could create a video whether it's an animation video or even a lot of times we're creating more peer-to-peer style video so like you know uh, testimonials with their key opinion leaders that's a great way to at least encourage someone to take a look at a solution. And then a lot of times what we're doing is we're leveraging that video content specifically on digital targeting. So one of our other um, kind of superpowers per se is being able to leverage a lot of different data partners out there. So these are first party data providers that know based on a certain code that they can reach a certain physician group. And so we can serve an ad to them specifically across you know, multiple lifestyle sites, news, sports, weather, and then we can leverage those videos that we created, either animation, motion graphic, or those KOL peer-to-peer videos, and really educate educate and nurture those prospects as they're going online, again, checking sports, checking news, checking their finance, those sorts of things. Yeah, nice, man. And we'll wrap on about how important it is to leverage you know the available video assets that you've got it's there it's in front of you virtually you've produced it go repurpose reuse refashion and get it get it going just on a side note and this is really just for my own personal (laughs) information more than anything but you played much on tiktok not for i mean consumer wise like my habits yes a little bit here and there but not for most of the clients that we work with there's not been a lot of tiktok action yeah but personally Yes, for sure, but not not much on the client yeah. side of things. I've got a plastic yeah. surgeon who is a client of ours, DIY client as well. So he's okay excited by the improved quality as a plastic surgeon, wants to kind of have the, the best of the best, if you like, always. But he does a lot of live uh, Instagram and, and um, that type of stuff. Um, and he was also getting right into Snapchat at the time. I was like, Snapchat? Like, you know, my my impression was, oh, it's just 
you know, how do you market to a bunch of kids? And it's like, well, hang on a sec. I've got to fully understand who's on Snapchat. And that same stigma, I think, is applying to TikTok. But since our advertising, it's been interesting to see the types of businesses that have approached us are much like us, which is very interesting that that, that, that platform is moving so quickly and uh, beautiful for video, like amazing for video, right? It's just a, a beautiful mm. swiping uh, effortless process and I believe um, yep. search capabilities are improving as well but the most interesting thing for us since advertising the platform is watching the <laughs> the steep very steep attention curve <laughs> go drop mm. to drop to virtually nothing after two seconds is it as important with what you're doing uh, to really keep that attention? sparked very very early on in the in the process and, and i guess my it's a multifaceted yeah. question here obviously with what you're doing you know by publishing content elsewhere but what about the on-site videos you know are you kind of getting into this mindset of all right well attention scarce no matter where we go like the first second of a promo video on a homepage or a product page has got to be just as cutthroat to make sure that it uh that it keeps people moving through it. Just your opinions on that. Yeah. Morning, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you definitely got to keep the attention for your prospects. And a lot of times it is hacking their attention. And depending on what your product or solution is, and obviously what platform you're on, you always want to maintain obviously that. And we create a variety of different assets for our clients and we develop strategies. So it's like, okay, how are you leveraging this? Who's your target audience? Okay, because a lot of times marketers come to us and they're just checking off boxes and they're like, hey, we need a two-minute video. Yeah. Okay, well, okay, well, let's unpack that a little bit. Yeah. What do you need the two-minute video for? Where are you executing this at? You, you get it all the time too, Chris, oh, but my. it's like, yeah, okay, well, How let's not put that two-minute video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're just trying to educate them, right? So it's like, it's it's pretty cool to have that challenge and we get these we, we get that challenge a lot and it's like, okay, well... Let's trim down that two minute video. We can still you know, create that longer version that's gonna sit on your website. You need a short 15 or 30 second like mini trailer that's yes. gonna be, if you're gonna be using this for social, right? You wanna drive them back to the longer version. And you would think that most marketers would kind of understand that, but as they're going through the motions, a lot of times they're like, that's like a big deal for them to be like, oh yeah, like that's right. We probably need something shorter to grab the attention of someone, bring them over. Yep. And usually that attention grabbing 15 or 30 second is just really something that's, you know, it's almost like a hype, something short, something sweet. Again, you wanna hack their attention, stand out when they're doing the scroll, right? Yeah. And it, again, it kind of depends on what platform you're leveraging yes. it, but you wanna make sure that even if that it is that two minute video, because a lot of times, and I know you used to do this too, probably where it was like, hey, we just need this talking head for two to three minutes to talk about our solution, our product, or it's a testimonial. And it's like, that's great five years ago. <laughs> the, you know, the talking head style, you've got to supplement that with either some sort of B-roll, some sort of motion graphics, some sort of animation, because 
two minutes nowadays feels a lot like a long time for people now that they're used to video. Yeah. You know, when I started video eight years ago, you know, we were educating people just the power of video. Like, hey, people are four times more more likely to watch a video than read text, and it's all these stats, right? I mean, those are long gone now. People know video is super powerful, and then now it's like, okay, well, how do you make the video even better? How do you enhance the quality? Yeah. Um, how do you make it where mm. it's like? Again, not just that talking head person. Mm. It's more of, hey, here's the person we're interviewing, mm. but then you're supplementing the visuals with either some sort of storytelling elements with B-roll, or again, there's like motion graphics animation. The talking head videos are, you know, are long gone, mm. fortunately for us. I think as, as prevalent as video is, and I guess everybody has a great privilege to have a video studio in their pocket, <laughs> Yeah, does not make them smart about how they execute video like really the knowledge gap is vast i mean we've got uh just recently had a client come on as a diy client so bringing him on with all the equipment and and whatnot and uh yeah we started his production assistant training and all that so i had a look at one of his videos that he produced and he, he did spend like a good uh, 14 seconds on his logo and then he went on for two and uh, two and a half minutes and um i looked at it and you know like you know as a, as a video marketer i cannot help but to be pretty dry, cut and dry about what i hear and and relay that to them so that they can just get on with life really but i said you do realize that there was actually no value in what you've what you've said for two and a half minutes i said yeah oh, you got that little thing but that you know this this whole video could have been 30 seconds and you would have been actually more valuable than what you've got here. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. show yeah. me, <laughs> show me how right. to do this. <laughs> it's like, yes. right. You know, yeah. like, I guess the point is um, video is everywhere, but it doesn't mean that people instinctively know that if you haven't got something interesting in, in that first couple of seconds it's like well where is this going and you're kind of starting to look at your watch mm. and it's like you know i have a big sigh after a minute and I, i'm looking at the clock i'm looking at the counter if, if nothing if it's not wrapping up again don't have a question around that but it's just a, a an observation based on what you were saying oh well you know people are talking about two and three minutes and we occasionally not much anymore but somebody will come and say oh we want to follow in four to five minutes i like you do realize four to five minutes, like four to five hours in the world of video. Like, you know, you, you've got to put things into perspective. And I'll never alienate video as by duration. I'll never say, oh, you just don't, don't make ever, don't ever make five minute videos, right? <clears throat> because it's all uh, perspective and, and understanding where it needs to go and all that. But generally speaking, say on a website, I got to say that the move is very much looking favorably at um, the TikTok formula, but within that marketing hemisphere. So the if it's awareness or education content, it's still like, all right, what's the first couple of seconds? Because mm -hmm. opening up about the, since 2002, our business has been blah, 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 blah. It's like, all right, maybe we should put that at the end. <laughs> like, what's right. the thing that's going to get people in? So I guess, um, do you find that that's maybe where things are heading, you know, just, just sheerly based on, I guess, um, the success tactic around around video and, and, and again, people's attention and, and willingness to stick around. But will it be all about, right, tell them what you're going to tell them 
in that first, like fire it off like a shotgun, um, and then and then they'll they'll understand the relevance and therefore watch watch longer. Is it going that way? Is it all going that way? So at a certain point of it is for sure, and especially to stand out and hack someone's attention, you've got to hit them hard pretty quickly in the first few seconds just to resonate with them. There's so much more competition out there nowadays. Mm. There's so many platforms mm. out there. If you don't stand out, mm. you're just going to get lost. Mm. So as that scroll goes through, if you're not really like reaching out and trying to grab someone mm. with your messaging or the quality of your video or the uniqueness that you're bringing, mm. then you're just going to get lost. Mm. But I also feel like once you grab their attention with that key marketing message or something that resonates with that audience, you know, directly and you get them into your funnel, I think that's where you can start creating some longer yes. uh, pieces of content. Yes. And again, it just kind of depends on your industry, but you know, a, a lot of clients come to us and they want to start, Hey, I've got this, you know, 30 minute webinar. I'm trying to, you know, get this message out there. And it's like, okay, well, if you're trying to do awareness style content, no one's going to watch 45 minutes. We need to create a short like a mini trailer yes. that talks about your webinar in about 30 to 45 seconds, yes. even maybe 60 seconds, just to get their you know head wrapped around a little bit of what you do. And yes. it's not even really, it's more of just piquing their interest yes. of like, oh yeah, let me learn more. Yes. I'll click here. Yes. And then from there, then you can say, okay, maybe they'll watch that 30 minute webinar, yes. maybe, but at least they'll want to learn more about your solution. And so now you've taken them from a social platform or you've interacted with them somehow digitally online, got their attention almost like, yeah, I'm raising my hand. I'm, I'm interested a little bit to learn more. Mm. Um, but you're not going to get someone off the bat with um, yes. a long piece of content, yeah. in my opinion. Okay. And so was Phil Nottingham a couple of years back said, the buyer's journey in a linear sense is really not a thing. That, yeah. you know, whilst you, you have videos at, at each stage, no matter where they are, that uh, they'll pick and choose whatever the hell they like. They'll scroll, they'll flick, they'll move, they'll <laughs> leave. Um, yep. So how do you, I guess, ascertain what should be, you know, informative versus not um, with regards to knowing that people scatter around wherever they go? Is it by page? If you equated it to on, on a website, would it be by page? Like you expect if it's a product page, you would delve deep on that. It's a combination of a few things for sure, but you, you're spot on. The buyer is in control nowadays. And if they want to learn more about your solution, they're the ones that are actually going to raise hands because, you know, everybody goes online. Mm. They do the research. 90% of the research is done before they even want to interact with a salesperson. So your job as a marketer nowadays is figuring out what kind of content, to your point, do I need to put out there? Where are they in the buyer's journey? And obviously, uh, you know, a CRM is your friend in this situation, knowing that hey, this customer has watched this video, downloaded this white paper, visited five pages of our website. What's that next piece of content? And so that's when we really dig in with our clients and really understand, hey, what does that buyer journey look like from start to finish? And then we know video is not going to you know, be put in every situation, but where do we want to make sure we're injecting video into that customer journey? So if it's at the beginning of it as awareness, what does that look like? If it's decision-making content and the video side, like what sort of video does that look like? And then maybe it's the, 
you know, final part of the decision, or maybe it's consideration. So we really look at the full buyer's journey to understand how do we fill those gaps with yes. some sort of video content Very for nice. sure. But yeah, no, no way it's, it's linear yes. anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be back in a short moment with Jason Fair. Are you sick of setting up video equipment and all the tech hassles that come with producing your own videos? Well, nowadays, videos everywhere, and there's a more streamlined way to present yourself professionally on video rather than a crappy quality webcam. And you can do it from the convenience of your desk. It's called the DIY Video Program. The DIY Video Program allows you to create course content, send personalized sales video and emails, record regular video updates for social media, and look and sound amazing in every video interaction with a single push of a button. You get professional gear and all the skills you need to supercharge how you sell, market, and teach. Learn more and go to ridgefilms.com.au slash DIY. What are the roadblocks of producing videos? What are your tips to solving them? Yeah, I'd say the roadblocks, you kind of mentioned it earlier, Chris, when you were talking about, and most of our clients don't do this, but I can see that as a situation where what happens is they feel like they can create their own like DIY style video and they can do it at a level like you would do it. And so what happens a lot of times to your exact point where it's like, hey, uh, this person created this two minute video and they could have done it in 30 seconds and actually articulated what they wanted to you know, say and message where the tip would be, and one of the things we always do and I would recommend, even if it is a DIY style video, that you, you would do the same thing. And, I'm, and I know you probably already do this anyways, regardless, but it's called a storyboard. Right. Right. And so a storyboard's a great way to be able to articulate what you're going to be scripting out, at least talking about, but also visually showing. Because, again, a talking head style video isn't going to get as much response if you have some sort of motion graphics animation or like B-roll that's go that's going with it. And so the storyboard is a major tip because it's going to help showcase what you're going to visually show when you're talking about it. Right. And so if it is uh, whatever it is you're talking about and discussing, if there's a visual that go with it, people are going to process that information much faster if they see a visual of it versus you just saying it. Right. So whatever the subject matter, whatever the topic that you're talking about, if you can get a visual up there, Again, the visual could be a B-roll, it could be a motion graphic, like animation style, uh, visual, but there's got to be a visual up there because people process visual yes. information much faster than audio. And so if you pair those together, boom, you're going to have someone that's really going to understand what you're conveying. So my big tip would be using a storyboard. Yeah. And there's, there, there's video guys out there and uh, I'm very impartial. I'm very agnostic now as I get, grow older and 20 years of skepticism in the, in the business of, of video, producing videos. But our rule of thumb is always every video has a script, no matter whether it's scripting videos, testimonial videos, it's all scripted. And there's different styles of script for different styles of video. We don't do a huge amount of storyboarding because that takes up a lot of time and we don't have the scale, the size of project. Um, you know, it's not a TVC, I guess, but we do script very articulated visuals that align to the auditory side of, of the script so that by the end of that process, the client has a very clear understanding about what is seen and what is heard in the video. And there's a lot of guys out there that would say, oh, yeah, but, you know, you don't get that natural performance. Yes, you do. You know, there's, all, there's a whole bunch of processes around getting people to come across real. But throwing them in underprepared, it's kind of like throwing them under the bus and the output can be mm -hmm. pretty sketchy with endless 
iterations potentially flying back and forth and who wants to go through that, right? So it's all in the planning, right? And I'd imagine in your industry, it's very, in your, uh, in your business, it's very much the same, same thing. It's kind of like the contract. Mm -hmm. If we're going to work together, this is what we go through. Which, yeah, hundred percent. But you know, I just stressing the importance of it too, because I think in the DIY space, people are more reluctant to go through that scripting process. And I think this advocacy of of digit of video from digital marketers back, you know, five to ten years ago was all about, oh well, you've got an iPhone in your pocket, turn it on yourself and start producing content. And then all we've seen is a detritus of of people sitting in their car or walking along the street on LinkedIn to the point where it's like, you know, mm-hmm, <laughs> I've been right. saying this to people recently. I'll spend, you know, 30 seconds scrolling the feed on LinkedIn when I'm on the toilet, the remaining 22 minutes on TikTok. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> as marketers ourselves, and I'm always going back to our team going, are we just going to keep doing these podcast highlights every week and putting them out there? Or are we going to fire off a cherry bomb every once in a while and see it explode? It's a hard one because the cherry bomb is not usually relevant to video marketing. You know, it's kind of like, you know, me doing an ice bath or soda stream hack or whatever it might be. And these are the videos that actually do quite well. But I just have to do it. I have to do it just to save people from kind of hitting the snooze button on the feed. I'm not sure where you're going, where you're at from a video marketing perspective yourself. But how do you go about it and and i guess do you experience a similar type of thing where you just got to get creative from time to time oh 100 percent, yeah and you got to kind of again it goes back to hacking the attention of your prospect if you try a couple of ways and maybe it's not converting or you're just not getting the metrics that you're looking for you've got to try something new you got to try something unique because there's so many competitors out there there's so much you know five years ago or eight years ago when i started doing videos it was like Yeah, it was rare to see a lot of things when you're scrolling through there. And it was just like a lot of static images. Those days are long gone. There's competitors out there that are doing things that are super creative and they're getting the attention. So you got to test, you got to try new things. And even when we launch like digital marketing campaigns, we always typically do some sort of A-B test, right? And it's like, let's try this message this way. Let's try this message this way. But if we're building out like a whole content calendar for a client, Like there's certain things, certain things that we want to hit upon, you know, education, awareness, consideration, decision, but there's also got to be some sort of like entertainment in there Mm. too, to your point of Mm. like, how do you keep someone stimulated um, on your channel, on your podcast, whatever you're pushing out there, right? And you've got to create that uniqueness. Mm. Otherwise, um, that creative flair, otherwise you're just going to lose people and you don't want to bore them to death. Mm. So let's just wrap up with your... I guess, vision, trend, trends for 2023. I think the biggest trend, and this is, this is a trend that I think I mentioned like even a couple years ago, but I, I think now with the technology and it's easier to even execute more, that's always the barrier for people to try something a little bit different out there. It's like, it costs too much and takes too much work. But I think now with interactive video, I think with the players that are out there now to help execute these, and the interactive component, and I know you've seen these videos before too, Chris, but it's really, um, it's almost like an experience. It's very immersive and it's almost like a choose your own adventure. So if I want to learn more about your solution, and I know we talked about this already, it's like, 
I'm the buyer. I'm in my, I'm in the control of my own journey here. So instead of maybe sending a video that's just one that talks about the solution where, where it's like, hey, talking head or motion graphics or animation, it's like if someone can click on a feature of a solution or click on something that they want to learn more about, I think interactive video is going to be a trend for next year. And it's really going to help the buyer learn more about their solution or about your solution and the way they want to learn about it, right? And this could be something where this interactive video can live on your website. Um, if you have a client that goes to trade shows, those sorts of things, conferences, you know, they can have the tablet out there and they could be doing a demo and that person could be clicking around on the video. And it's almost like, it's pretty cool when we create these for clients, it's like a branched experience. So you go back and you do that storyboard and it's like, okay, here's your solution. What do you want? Like, what's the top questions you get from the sales team? Like, what are they always asking out in the field? Okay, well, let's get those in this interactive video. So if I'm a prospect wanting to learn more about your solution and I'm clicking around these certain buttons that are already kind of there, boom, you're going to get someone uh, up to speed and how they want to do it. So I think interactive video is going to be a big trend next year. Video ask. Have you explored video that ask. at all? Okay. No, I haven't heard that one. It's So it's a plug-in, beautiful little player, but it's effectively a pop-up. It will sort of happen on the right-hand side. So you know those um, ask me, you know, hi, oh, it's Tim here, you know, I see you're on the side. Yeah, you know, ask me the a question. chat feature. The chat feature, yeah. So it's kind of like a yeah. video version of that, but you can also – sort of take them down a bit of a choose your own adventure rabbit hole as well. So we have played with it, but we haven't gone down the rabbit hole uh, with a okay. reluctancy around going, all right, well, if we're going to do this, we've got to do it pretty seriously. It's a huge investment in time, producing content, understanding how to map it all, it all through and whatnot. But I do yeah. see there being a uh, an opportunity to, to create it. But yes, it very much is, all right, well, if costs, you want to learn about costs, click this button. Or if you want to learn about, you know, and then that would call the next video and away you go. And, you know, yeah. it's um, probably much, uh, it's not, you know, completely what you're, what you're talking about, but um, but something maybe to, to check out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, I will for sure. Thanks for the tips, man. I, I really... Uh, appreciate you taking some time out of your day to come on the show and uh it's been exciting because i've been following you for so long and i've been watching all your uh you know your linkedin videos and sort of uh it's been interesting to i guess chew the fat with you from from one video marketer to the next if you like but um yeah but uh i i appreciate it is is there anything that you want to wrap up with or should we just close out here no, I think we can close out. Cool, man. Thank you. And Jason, tell us how the audience can reach you. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. The best way to reach me is on LinkedIn. Yep. There, I'm pretty much there 24-7. I'll get some sleep in here and there, but that's the best way to reach me for sure is on LinkedIn. Video is everything. They make communication better. It's making learning skills easier. It's improving marketing, improving the sales process for buyers. And now they can also be the tools to save lives and improve healthcare. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much, Jason. Thanks for having me, Chris. Glad we uh, made this happen. Awesome, man. And that's all for this episode of Video Made Simple Podcast. We'll see you next week.